0: Hello and thank you for tuning in to Mum Talk, hosted by myself, Emma Jolin, mum to Amandine who was born in September 2018. If you are new here on this podcast, I share my journey as a mum from pregnancy to life with a baby, now toddler, sharing all the highs and all the lows. Not only am I joined by incredibly knowledgeable guests, some experts in their field, but also mums and dads sharing their experience of pregnancy and parenthood. As always, you can trust in Mum Talk to be honest, real and informative and provide plenty of nod along and me too moments. Wherever you may be, thank you for listening and enjoy being part of today's conversation. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mum Talk series eight, episode seven. And you've got me again. I'm really sorry I haven't got a guest and I'm really sorry that there wasn't a podcast last week. Um, All will come clear. I've just essentially been ridiculously tired and I didn't feel like... I was having one of those weeks where... I felt like I had very little to share with you and the blabber I was going to put on a, out on a podcast was probably going to be no use. So I thought I had best for once keep my mouth firmly shut. Um, so I apologise I didn't communicate that to you all, but um, I'm sure you all survived and this week I will fill you in on everything that we've been doing and what's been going on. We've had quite a productive week, even though um we've been in lockdown I hope you're all doing okay I hope you're all getting through it in your own way um it's it's not easy is it especially with this horrible rainy cloudy dank weather I don't know about you but I'm one for either lovely sunny warmth or crisp cold days where the sun is actually still shining that's what I like I'm sure like everybody else But yeah, this week has felt really busy, or this past week has felt really busy, Um, and I think it's because Amaldine's Forest School was back on. I think I mentioned that in the last podcast that I was so happy when they emailed again saying that the Forest School was going to come uh, back. So really happy about that. And I had my scan. So I'm going to talk about pregnancy and scan first. Now, obviously, if you're trying to conceive, and this is a massive trigger for you, I truly, truly understand. In the notes section, I will pop a time, like I have done before, where you can skip ahead if you want to miss out on the pregnancy stuff. So if you want to do that now, then have a look in the notes section and skip ahead. But like I mentioned, just now, I have been feeling horrific still. So I am now, where am I? Uh, tomorrow, I, oh wait, oh my gosh, this is really bad. I don't even know how pregnant I am. I think tomorrow I'm 14 weeks. No, wait, yeah, 14 weeks, 14 weeks tomorrow. So they brought me very slightly forward in my days on my scan, which... I don't really think is right, but I'm sure, you know, 20 week scan will come along and they'll put the dates right again. I'm sure. Or maybe, maybe I'm just growing a big baby, but I know, as you all know as well, I ovulated really late in my cycle. So I was expecting to go into this scan and be told that my dates need to go back a few days. And when I had the emergency scans at the beginning of my pregnancy, um, they said, yeah, we think you're a couple of days uh, behind of those dates. But anyway, this sonographer was wonderful, she brought me forward by a couple of days, literally just two days. So I'm now due on my mum's birthday. So what a lovely birthday present for my mum. But we all know that babies do not have an onboard calendar and they, um, they're not going to check the date and suddenly come flying out, <laughs> if only. Um, but the scan was wonderful. It was really lovely, so as you as you guys know, but I, um, I will just say again for those of you that haven't listened previously, I had my scan delayed by a few days again because I was on the early end of having the scan, so I think I was at the cut off of what, like 11, I would have been 11 weeks, on my previous dates this is, I would have been 11 weeks and four or five days. Um, And when I spoke to my midwife and I told her that I knew that I'd ovulated late, yada, 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 she said, well, I think we should push it back. And the hospital agreed. So they pushed the scan back by a week and actually ended up being about a week and a half. But then obviously in my mind, anxiety came into play and I just really started to feel obscenely uneasy about everything and started to feel really uncomfortable in my body and I just, I needed that reassurance. I needed to see that little bundle moving on the screen, happy as Larry. And for some reason, I think the sonographer picked up on this, whether it's because I had early scans and some bleeding, so she knew that this would be quite a big moment to see, you know, a fully well, not a fully-grown baby, but you know what I mean, a baby that actually looks like a baby on the screen because the two previous scans that I've seen, the very first one, it didn't look like anything. It kind of just looked like a tiny, tiny, tiny little cotton wool furball on the, on the scan machine. And then the second time I went, again, it just looked like a bigger furball. But this time, it was very clearly you could see the head, the nose, the mouth, the stomach the the actual internal stomach, not just the tummy, the legs. Um it was sucking its thumb at one point. It was having a right old wriggle, super wriggler, unlike Almondine, that was just like a baby, a yoga baby in child's pose. Um this one was moving around a lot. Um, I could see the two hemispheres of the brain, which was actually really beautiful. I'd never seen that before. And when she showed it to me, I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then baby turned face on and that was scary. Not going to lie. That was really creepy because you just basically see the skull in front of you. Um, but it was lovely. It was really lovely. And the sonographer was very attentive and very careful with what words she chose and did the measurements and yeah, it was really nice. Um, and then I went on and I had my bloods and I did my wee sample, all that jazz that you got to do. And I had a question actually this week um, asking if I felt safe in the hospital. And yes, I felt completely safe. Uh, we're quite lucky at X to RDE. I'm not sure if this is the same for other hospitals. I, I have not frequented some other hospitals. But it, the women's health section, um, where all the births and all the scans, all that kind of stuff takes place, is is a completely different entrance. It has its own entrance and very much seems like its own car park type thing. So um, I felt really safe, just walked in, and didn't have to touch anything, and then just walked straight up to the reception desk, which was really nice, and then the waiting area is pretty large, and I I felt very safe the whole time. I did, however, come back and have a full shower, wash my hair, wash all my clothes, (laughs) just because, you know, I I didn't want to take on any unnecessary risks, so I thought, well, why not? I'll just wash everything. My mum very kindly came to look after Amaldine because Hendrick unfortunately was at work for this scan. Not that he would have come anyway, but that's, that's another topic. I'll come onto that in a second. Um, because a lot of you asked that, did Hendrick come? And he didn't, he was at work. He was doing his Gatwick SIM. So he was away for, uh, two, two nights doing that. Um, but my mum came up, which was obviously allowed because it was childcare. Um, cause Amaldine's of course not at nursery. And my appointment was at nine o'clock in the morning. So my mum came up, um the night before to stay because she lives um a little distance away which was lovely um and yeah so hendrik didn't come <laughs> <laughs> he was at work but he wouldn't have come anyway he doesn't seem as connected with this pregnancy as he was last time but i think this is so incredibly normal um i'm definitely not as connected with well that's i don't know if that's true really I have less time to think, oh, I'm pregnant or, um, or, you know, I haven't, I I think I've checked like the baby center apps or, you know, those apps that tells you how big your baby is or what stage you are, what you should be looking out for, or that they're growing finger tips or something, you know, those apps. I haven't checked those in ages. I think I probably checked them about twice. Whereas with Amandine, I was probably checking them like twice a day, rereading, having a look at all the symptoms, reading my What to Expect book. Um, <laughs> no, don't have time for any of that. Um, or I do probably have the time, I just, I don't know, I just don't make the time for that. Whereas first time around, it was ever so exciting. Everything was ever so exciting. And plus, I've just been feeling so absolutely horrific. Um, Hendrick's getting well and truly fed up with me. I think the hormones, which I don't really, I I, I, I don't know, I think I'm probably saying to myself, well, I don't think I have any. <laughs> but I'm sure everyone around me is like, yes, you do. Um, but he's being very patient. And to be honest, he's doing so much with Amandine. He He's essentially taking over the mornings because I feel so horrific actually I feel horrific in the mornings and a lot more horrific in the in the afternoons it kind of seems like when I have lunch everything goes south um I just end up having this horrible taste in my mouth after lunch whatever I eat I have um Oh, just heartburn starts to come a little bit. I have massive headaches uh yeah, it's it, it, ridiculous levels of exhaustion, exhaustion that I've never felt before. I truly feel like a shadow of myself, so much so that I think is this um are we sh- is this really just pregnancy <laughs> but of course it is because there's so many so many worse symptoms of pregnancy, but I think until you have them, you don't really realize quite how debilitating it can be um and my pelvis that's the other thing and I'm I guess I'm slightly more concerned about that because as you will know walking is my lifeline it's 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 what I do to survive and get through um but every time I've been going for a walk or if I sleep funny in bed my pelvis is just so sore and tweaking and I don't know like this morning I rolled out of bed and I was like oh and it actually made me catch my breath which i've i've never really experienced before so i want to try and have a chat with someone about that and see i'm going to talk to my midwife at my 16 week appointment and just have a chat with her and see if there's anything i can do to be strengthening that i mean in the last what 14 weeks i have not been doing any form of exercise um because I felt so rotten and I actually think it'll probably make me feel a whole darn better if I do start getting back into some, some exercise other than walking, obviously, but some exercise, um, and just strengthen. And, uh, I mean, lifting Amaldine is like lifting weights all day, every day, <laughs> but it's not the same. It'd be nice to take some time for myself and to do some, some exercise and to strengthen. Um, But yeah, I don't think Hendrik's going to um, come to the other scans either. I mean, I think he's more, he's definitely more interested in just looking after Amaldine, just being with Amaldine. He's not, he's not connecting with this pregnancy, which is fine. Um, I think he's slightly concerned that it's a boy, especially that my dates have been um pushed back because it was long it's a it's it's a long baby um i think he's thinking oh my god it's a boy because <laughs> hendrik's quite tall um <laughs> god <laughs> and then hendrik obviously is like oh, i am never i'm not going to love it if it's a boy i'm you know if it's a girl it'll be fine you'll all be my girls but if it's a boy i'm i'm just not going to love it <laughs> Everyone I say this to just laughs like yeah he'll, he'll come around, but in the back of my mind I'm like oh god I can just see it you know when if it is a boy and it's crying and I can't get it to stop crying or something and you could be like I told you I didn't want another baby ah <laughs> oh god I'm laughing now I won't be then I'll tell you. But yeah, I don't think he's going to come to any of the scans. We'll see. We'll see. He might change his mind, but I'm not pushing him. So we are going to have another scan, same as we did um, with Amandine when she was, uh, I think I had it when she was 12 weeks, but we're going to have the Harmony, which is called the NIPT scan. Um, we have ours with, if you're looking into this, I, I found it actually quite tricky to look into. I don't know why, but there aren't that many companies that offer it down here. In fact, I think there's just one or two. Um, the second one, I think, being quite new, but we found a place down here in uh, Exeter through Ultrasound Direct. Um, And, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't see the necessity in having this test, which I completely understand. But in a way, um, Hendrik and I just decided on it with Amaldine um, and then it's almost like, well, we did it with Amandine, so we really should do it with this baby, um, so we we are, we're doing it, um, so if you're looking into it, I I have had a few questions on it, so I did actually have to look up, um, (laughs) to write this down to explain what it was, but essentially it's a, um, I think it provides slightly better percentages of, um, probabilities for down syndrome edward syndrome edward syndrome and patau syndrome through a maternal blood test um looking at the cell-free dna it also can tell you the sex through the blood test which actually with amandine was handy because at 20 weeks when they uh, when we went for our um tests when we went for our scan in hospital they couldn't see because Amandine was curled up again like a baby, uh, a yoga baby. She was all curled up. So they said at the time, oh, you're going to have to come back and have a rescan. We can't tell you the sex because we wanted to know. And uh, we said, don't worry, we already know because we had the blood test. So we're going to do that again. We're going to find out the sex again. Um, I really want to this time where where I was really not really bothered with Amandine. Hendrick was very much... Um, very much wanting to know the sex so uh but this time I really want to know I want to know if Amundine is going to have a sister or a brother um and I think it will give Hendrik that level of connection with the pregnancy and I think it will give me a lot more connection with the pregnancy and also I'm a planner I like to plan um, Although you wouldn't think that at the moment because I'm winging it day by day. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I like to plan. So if I'm going to have to get rid of all the girls clothes and get some boys clothes, I'd like to know that now, please. Um, So yeah, we're going to go and have that. That's tomorrow, actually. So I'll be able to update you with all of that on the following week. But we don't get our results, um, the gender results and the percentages, I don't think, for a week or two afterwards. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to share the gender with you all. I, I will put a little poll on Instagram and you can, you can go over there and tell me if you want it to be a surprise or if you'd like to know and you can decide you can decide. As you know, I'm an open book, so you can really tell me what what you want to know. Um, Which reminds me, just as I'm talking about my Instagram, I put the first post out about where I'm I'm passing the Instagram platform over to you guys to share your stories. Um, I put a few messages about it last week and then finally got around to popping um, a post up last night from a wonderful listener who's sharing her story about trying to conceive. That's the topic we're starting with because it's just one that we're we've been talking about a lot during this series, because obviously I've been, we, we struggled to conceive um, this little second one. Um, I would love it if you went over there and started the conversation. I find Instagram really tricky because, you know, I kind of feel like if you want to engage with it, you will engage with it. You listen to the podcast, you know, and in. I don't know if I'm really doing the right thing. With, with Instagram I don't know but I wanted to use it as a place where if you wanted to share your stories and if you wanted to reach out and uh, engage in that community then you can um, and it's there so if you do and you haven't been over to Mum Talk page recently then, then do go over I'm going to post another TTC one um, a little bit later on this week uh, it's a very very long one it's a beautiful um, uh, story so Keep your eyes out for that. Uh, But yeah, always let me know if I'm doing the right thing with Instagram because I never know if I am. (laughs) It's a love hate relationship, but it's a way where I can communicate with you guys and you know i'm just not staring into an empty microphone i feel like i can actually see your faces and talk to you a little bit more um whilst we can't do any events or anything like that oh i am absolutely craving to do another mum talk event where i actually get to meet you all and connect with you all and i know so many of friendships new friendships were made out of the last last mum talk event in exeter and I just can't wait for those days. It's been a year since that event. We had so many more planned. We had like six more in the running for this past year, which we obviously haven't been able to do because of Corona. Um, so it's very frustrating, but I'm, I'm really hopeful that we can get the ball rolling in the new year. Um, although I'm, 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 I don't know. I was talking to Hendrik about it today, and I do feel like after Christmas we may well be headed for another lockdown. Um, I just can't see how how we wouldn't be really with that level of movement through the country. I don't know. We can only we can only hope and pray, can't we, and cross our fingers and all that jazz. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Um, so, if you're joining us again from not wanting to hear about the pregnancy um and scan then hello welcome i am now going to talk about forest school so amandine had her first forest school last week it's meant to be hendrik and amandine's thing um but hendrik was at work last week he was doing his sim um so i took I took Amaldine to forest school and actually I I really, really enjoyed it. It was a little bit tricky because we have been potty training Amaldine, another topic that I'm going to come on to after forest school. Um, but we've been potty training her, so she did pee twice <laughs> at forest school, which because she was wearing her big overalls, I couldn't get them off in time and she ended up peeing herself twice and it was really sad. But I'm hopeful that this time around, Um, Hendrik will have more luck with that. Um, It's actually going to be raining, so she will again be in her overall. But she does tend to hold her pee between 9 and I'd say 11. Um, She doesn't tend to go for a wee then, so hopefully, hopefully... (laughs) (laughs) it'll be okay, because forest school is between 9.30 and 11.30. Anyway, it was brilliant. Um, I felt really safe again, so I was really impressed. Uh, Well, I mean, to be honest, impressed is probably the wrong word, but it's in a forest so there was lots of space if you wanted to sit slightly further outside of the circle so you could have a little bit more space that was completely up to you and you could and they just wanted everyone to feel really comfortable uh which was lovely so we started it was brilliant if you're thinking about forest school I thought it was absolutely great so this is their toddler group um and we started off sitting around the campfire and singing a little song and um, saying hello to their little hand puppet, which was cute. And then we lit the fire. Um, actually, no, we didn't. Sorry. First of all, um, they sent all the kiddos off to find some sticks. So as the parent, you're very much in charge of your child at this age. Um, and there were kids ranging there from 15-month-old walkers to... Uh, I would I would say the top end of I don't know maybe four, four and a half. I think the toddler group is up until five, year five. Um or yeah, age five. And we all collected fi- uh, sticks for the fire then put them on the fire and then I didn't know this and I don't know if I'm just really silly but um, I didn't know you could start a fire with cotton wool <laughs> so they they um, put the cotton wool in a little line creating a trail to the middle of the fire and then one parent with her kids went over and struck the flints and caused a spark and then it just went zzz, and it was brilliant and it started this huge fire um, again the little seats that you sit on around the fire are really quite distance away and they talk about fire safety um, which obviously is understood a lot better by the the, you know, three, four-year-olds than it is Amandine, two-year-old, but she's quite wary of fire and heat anyway. And then they put these giant, um, they look like iron kettles on the fire and they get engulfed in fire and that's for hot chocolate. So whilst that's boiling, we go off and we have a wander around the forest and we go and play. There's like a little tree house, there's some slack lines. Um, and then we get cooled back and we have hot chocolate, which is really fun. Um, and then... When what happened then we went back out again and we had magnifying glasses and we were looking for beetles and worms and fun leaves and um anything really sap on trees anything that was really interesting for the kiddos and then we went back and we and we toasted toasted marshmallows on the fire which was really fun I managed to cremate amandines but you know when you cremate a marshmallow kind of the top skin just comes off and then it's gooey marshmallow underneath so that was fine Um, and then again it was just playtime after that so they did uh, some hide and seek played hide and seek Amandine was rubbish at hiding so she was found first and then she just really enjoyed running after the teacher going I can see you (laughs) with her arms in the air which is really funny Um, and that was it really before we knew it we were on our way home but it was lovely it was lovely the teacher played the, the ukulele I'll be really interested to hear uh, Hendrik's view on it. it. Um, As you guys know, Hendrik's not massively social. So when he goes to these things, he's always worried about how much he's going to have to interact with other parents. Um, and (laughs) I think he's dreading it slightly, but I'm like, you don't have to interact if you don't want to, you're in charge of Amandine. So just, you know, she's your pal there. It's going to be fine. And of course he's stressing about the whole weeing and pooing situation, um, in her suit and she only has one suit. So we will see how that goes. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. But I'm, I am going out tomorrow morning. Um, I'm going to go and see my mum, and we're going to, I'm going to meet her somewhere. And uh, I, I do not want to be on call to sort the situation <laughs> or to sort the potty when we get back. OK, so on to potty training, because I didn't manage to get the wonderful uh, guest on. For, I'm going to email her again. I completely missed her email when she reached out and then I think by the time I emailed her back, she'd given up on me. Um, but I'm, I'm still going to try and get a potty training specialist to come on because I want to do a QA. and I think there are so many questions that we all have. Even if we have potty trained kids, it's more questions, you know, of how to start with night times or accidents, still having accidents, or, you know, holding pee or holding poo. Those kind of questions I'm obviously no expert on. I'm going to share with you what we've been doing, which is kind of an kind of an amalgamation of lots of advice. Um, so when we started, which was a really long time ago, but we were really getting somewhere, I would say end of February, beginning of March, before the end of March lockdown, um, we'd really been getting somewhere, and Amandine had been doing a lot of poos and a lot of wheeze on the potty. It had kind of just become her schedule to pee before she went to bed, pee before she took a nap, pee after she took a nap, that kind of thing and she was doing really well Um, and then I don't know what happened, I think it was probably me I just didn't have the guts to put her or just to completely get rid of the nappies and I kept feeling like, oh she's too young, she's too young, everyone's telling me she's too young when actually she was probably totally fine and she would have managed But um, or maybe it would have been a slightly longer process, I don't know So I decided, uh, so we regressed, we went back into nappies. um, And then I decided the other day, I, I read something online that basically said, you know, by the time you get to two and a half, it can get quite tricky. And Amandine has been craving independence. And I just really felt like we could Uh, be into that as well. You know, uh, Amandine, the older she gets, the more independent she wants to be. She doesn't want to be told to do anything, Um, which, you know, I understand. No one does. I totally get that. And she wanted control. And we've just got her sleep back on track. So I thought, okay, this is a great time. Let's, Let's try it. Let's start again. So before I was very much saying to her, do you need to use the potty? Do you need to use the potty? Or, or let's use the potty. It's time to use the potty. And she would just freak out on me. She was like, no, 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 absolutely not. No, no, no. Um, or run away and hide or something. So this time I said that when Hendrik had gone to his sim, I also thought, um, that just having one parent leading this would be easier. And obviously, you know, if your husband goes to work or your partner goes to work or it's just you, maybe, then it's I think personally it's a little bit easier because they're just taking direction from one of you, or you know, they're only looking to one of you to follow through with the potty. Um, um so I decided that when Hendrik went off for his sim, now was our time. <laughs> so Hendrik, unfortunately, his sim got delayed by a day. Um, So he didn't go on Monday. So we pushed it back to Tuesday when he left. And I said to Amaldine that Papa had taken most of the nappies with him away to work for other children. Um, We're not doing nap time or... Uh, nighttime potty training. So we kept a few nappies. Um, I mean, I still have all the nappies. <laughs> I know I'm not fooling all of you, but I still have all the nappies. He did not take them to work. Um, <laughs> and she wears a nappy during naptime. She wears a nappy during night time, and where I can, she's always dry at naptime. Um, but in nighttime, she mostly does a wee in the morning when she kind of wakes up like 5.30, 6 o'clock and then she goes back to sleep again um, and to be honest with you right now I don't want to be woken up and be told that I've wet the bed or I need to go for a pee at that time because we've just got past our sleep issues so for now we're just doing the daytime. So my theory was yeah, Pendrick went to work, he took the nappies with him, so we put, I first first day, I just put her in trousers because the pants are actually quite difficult. If you're pulling up and down pants and trousers, it's quite difficult. Now, a few weeks before, of I'd say a week before starting potty training, I was trying to teach Amandine every day how to pull her trousers up by herself and push them down by herself. So she had that level of control. So when I said to her, you know, um, you tell mama if you need to go pee-pee, just pull your trousers down I could explain to her what she needed to do and she could do it so the first day we had accidents left right and center so it was on Tuesday um accidents accidents everywhere (laughs) lots of cleaning up not one pee in the potty and she didn't go for a poo either which is normal um I very much read in some advice that uh, their kind of poo schedule will change when they come out of nappies because it's not so easy to just you know, let go, um, and go for a poo. You have to think about it a little bit more and be in the right place and, uh, that kind of jazz. I think girls are less likely to poo in their knickers. I think boys, it's quite common, but I think girls, it's less likely to happen because they don't necessarily like to be dirty. Um, and then Wednesday, also a complete day of wet, everywhere lots went through lots and lots of trousers and thank goodness the other day I looked in Amandine's drawer and I was like oh we have way too many trousers for Amandine this is ridiculous but thank goodness that we did because we went through all of them and by the end of Wednesday I don't have a tumble dryer so I couldn't dry them quickly and by the end of Wednesday she was in pajamas (laughs) she was in pajama bottoms Thursday comes around Hendrick gets home, so we have accidents all morning on Thursday, and then um, nothing in the potty. So this has been nothing in the potty for two and a half days. And then Hendrick comes home when, Thursday afternoon, and she does a pee and a poo on the potty, and she asks to go by herself. So this whole time when she's been doing accidents, I've been very much saying to her, Amandine, you let me know when you need to go to the potty. You tell me, and then I'll say things to her like, Do you remember where do we go to do our wee's and our poos? And she'll say, Over there on the potty. So she knows. Um and then so Thursday we had no so Thursday she did a poo. And then Friday and Saturday we had no accidents whatsoever. All peas were done on the potty, and she did a poo on the Saturday. So she didn't do a poo on the Friday, she did a poo on the Saturday on the potty, which was amazing. On Sunday, we regressed slightly and we had a couple of accidents. Um, And then finally in the evening, we managed to get a pee in the potty. Um, And then yesterday, yeah, that's right. Yesterday was Monday. We had a massive breakthrough. So I have got a My Carry potty, which is one of those ones that you can take out with you. And then when they do a poo or a wee, you can just close it and it seals itself so there's no escaping any wee or any poo so yesterday we went out for a walk um, and quite handily we walked down to a river in our local village a little stream in our village and I kept saying to Amandine do you need to go for a wee or well I kept saying sorry I didn't say that I said Amandine do you know where we do our potties I've got your penguin it's called penguin because it has a big penguin on the front they look really fun Um, and she kept saying no 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 and then she was standing in the river and she kind of looked quite serious and I said would you like me to get your potty and she said yes pee pee potty so I ran got the potty put it by a tree and she sat on the potty and she did a wee now this was right next to the stream so I'm not kidding you I think the stream helped a lot in helping her release to go for a wee because we hadn't managed to get any wees in the potty without, um, whilst being out, she was holding them, if anything. And then the minute she got home, she would do a wee. So even though we had this carry potty, I think going outside out of the safeness of your home was a big deal for Amaldine. And then yesterday afternoon, I was up in a different forest, um, and we were out again, um, and she said, Mama, wee wee. But she was with her friend, so I think she was a little bit distracted. And actually, I didn't manage to pull her trousers down in time, but she did ask me to go to the potty. And then when we got down to this little wooden house, um, she said, Mama, I need to go poo poo um, potty. So I got it down, and she did a nature poo in the potty. I was amazed in front of her friend and in front of her friend's mum. I was absolutely amazed absolutely amazed. Now, one detail I'm leaving out here <laughs> is we bribe her with chocolate. So we do say that if you go and you do a pee-pee on the potty or a poo on the potty, you get chocolate. Um, and she's loving that bribe. Sometimes not so much, but most of the time, if it's the right kind of chocolate, like lint or kinder, then she is game. And sometimes she will just try to go. So she'll sit and she'll go, mm pee-pee. Mm pee-pee, chocolate. <laughs> she won't have done anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do make sure that whenever we go out, we have chocolate because it's not fair now for me to say you can have chocolate and then actually not give her any. So yeah, that happened. And then this morning, um, and interestingly, just on that note, when she was with her friend, um, My my friend, who's the mum, (laughs) sent me a text afterwards and said that her daughter, who's the same age, basically, as Amandine, um, went home and asked to use her potty at home and then sat on the potty and did a wee and said that she was a big girl like Didi, like Amandine, which was amazing. So really, really, seeing her friend do it had a massive impact, which I'm sure is why maybe if your kids at nursery, they learn, maybe they learn quicker, to, to, I don't know, to potty, to go on the potty, I have no idea, because they're watching other kids do it, I have no idea, Um, but I thought that was really, really amazing, then this morning we went out as well, went for another walk, Uh, that's literally all we do in lockdown, (laughs) is go for walks, and we put her in the boot of the car to do a wee, and this time, (laughs) nothing was happening for ages, so I pulled up on my phone a YouTube video of a forest river, why not? A forest babbling brook. Um, And I played that and I gave it to Amandine to hold. And within, I don't know, three minutes, she was weeing. And her little face when she starts to pee is just magical. She's so excited. She's so proud of herself. It's amazing. She's so proud of herself. She's so excited. And then obviously I'd taken chocolate, thank goodness. So she had some chocolate and then we came home and she's definitely not peeing as much as she would if she was wearing a nappy, for sure. She's not drinking as much. So I, I am watching that really closely because I've read a lot of stories about children withholding their wee's and then getting infections and then it becoming awful and having to re- go back to nappies because, you know, they're sore and it's painful to go for a wee and oh, it's a- nasty. Um, so I am keeping trying to make sure that Amaldine is really hydrated as much as we can. Um, But it's very difficult to force a child to drink water. (laughs) You can't really hold them down and force it down their throat, can you? A bit like when you're weaning, you can't force them to eat food. Uh, But I'm hopeful. So how many days has that been then? We started, oh, it's been a a week. Yeah, it's been a week. So today's Tuesday, so it's been a week. I know there are lots of plans where you can do it in three days. Um, I'm not sure that's the plan for Amandine she's doing so well right now. We, yeah, we had that one day of regression, one or two day maybe of regression where she was just having some accidents. But I think, you know, even if you have a fully potty trained child, you're going to have a few accidents, aren't you? When they're excited, they're with their friends or they're, you know, I'm talking young, uh, children that have just been potty trained. I'm not talking older kids. Um, You know, they'll be excited or they'll get distracted or they're playing with their toys and, you know, or they'll be eating. We have had quite a few accidents in the high chair, Um, not recently, but at the beginning. There were a lot in the high chair where I think she was just so focused on eating and being with us at the table. She didn't want to get down. She didn't want to go to the potty. Uh, But it is tiring. My gosh, it is exhausting because like every 20 minutes you're encouraging them to use the potty. 90% of the time it's no and then you're just thinking every minute that passes 20 minutes you're like oh we're gonna have an accident I'm gonna have to clear up or I'm not sure we should go out we're gonna have an accident but I've really tried to not let it stop me from doing anything because with my energy levels at the moment I need to get out of the house and to keep sane and we're doing I think we're doing really well considering we're still going out and about. We're going to go out this afternoon, so I'm hopeful that Amaldine will do a pee whilst we are out. Um that's my hope. <laughs> anyway, if you are potty training, let me know how you're getting on. Let me know if my story is similar to yours. Um this will absolutely be a topic on Mum Talk Podcast channel at some point. Maybe it'll be after my next Trying to Conceive post. Um and then, and yeah, let me know your story because I think a lot of us, a lot of us either have kids who we are really, really thinking about starting potty training and wondering if now's the right time or, um, you know, what, what to follow, what guidance to follow. So I really did read a lot of different guidance and actually one of you wonderful listeners sent me um, a three-day plan to getting your child potty trained i think from australia i'm i can't remember if the author was australian or not but i know that you're in australia um and thank you so much for sending it to me uh and what was interesting was the guidance there was really quite different to guidance that i had read based on english um English potty training and also American potty training. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, So I think it is very much worth reading lots of different guidance and working out What is right for your child? Now, with Amandine obviously craving independence so much, me asking her if she wants to go to the potty every 20 minutes is not going to work, and it didn't work. But me giving her the control, just saying, you tell mummy when you need to go to the loo, that gives her the control to then tell me when she needs to go. The potty is her thing. She's independent, and she can take control. And I think that that's very much working for Amandine. Um... And that concludes (laughs) body training. That's where we're up to. I'll give you more of an update next week. You'll know, um, well, I'll know more, won't I? Because it will have been two weeks almost. Well, no, it will have been two weeks um, of potty training next week so I will keep you updated. We'll do a bit of a Q&A next week um, unless I can get this wonderful guest on, in which case we'll do a potty Q, potty potty training QA. Woohoo! Um if you guys want to know any other topics, any other guests, please let me know. Uh, this podcast is obviously very much for you guys and just sharing and so we can all have some Me Too moments and just feel like we're all in this together. and we're not alone okay i love you all and if you're not yet subscribed i'm so bad at always reminding you to do this but if you're not yet subscribed please go and subscribe wherever you listen to your um podcast and if you haven't yet left a review or if your review is really old I would love for you to leave another one I would really appreciate it it helps so much to lift the podcast into um, the charts where people can see it and recognize it and then can listen because there are lots of mums out there listening and looking for podcasts like these just us normal mums sharing our experiences um yeah All right, have a great rest of your week and I will catch you next week. Bye.